Welcome to the Web3 Women's Space podcast series, a place where we delve deep into the exciting fusion of Web3, blockchain technology, and the world of tech. I'm your host, Maria, and I'm genuinely thrilled to be your companion on this incredible journey. Together, we will navigate the ever-changing landscape and covering cutting-edge trends and exploring groundbreaking developments that define the Web3 space. But it's not just about the technology, it's about the people behind it. Join me as we connect with industry experts, thought leaders, and extraordinary people who are shaping the Web3 world. We will delve into their stories, gaining invaluable insights, practical advice, and a glimpse into their AV-inspiring journey. Grab your favorite headphones, because this is where we dive headfirst into the future of Web3. So today will be very interesting topic because we all underestimate the power of branding, you know, and power of brand strategy, the communication. And sometimes we are so concentrated on the building of the product that we forget these details that make the product uh, unique. It's very important to pay attention on uh, things like tone of voice, like archetype of your brand, uh, what is the like pain points of your users and how to understand your users, uh, like how to put yourself in your user's shoes. And today we'll be talking about all these um, the stuff, about uh, all these uh, tools that I do use as a designer, as a brand strategist. And today I decided to do it more informative and more focused on brand part, branding part and communication. So uh, for those who don't know me, I'm uh, Maria. I'm a founder of Web3 in Space, a brand strategist, UI UX designer. I really do love uh, like organizing events and I work with brands uh, to uh, develop their brands and with the persons to develop their personal brands. So besides that, I founded like a jewelry brand that is also focused on women, a beauty salon that is for women mostly. And um, I'm a part of uh, women in tech in Georgia uh, community. And, and uh, I have the network of UX designers. Actually, it started very interesting because I started to be interested in UX techniques and how user experience can improve the product while being a graphic designer and digital media creator. And I started my uh, community. I was learning and I was sharing what I have learned. And with this in my mind, somehow I built a very big community, the network of international uh, people like UX designers, graphic designers, people who want to switch to the UX. And uh, actually the same happened with the women, uh, Web3 women space. And I always say that we, bra- we build really good brands when we do what we love. So, uh, and this is a very important point. So today we will be focused on uh, motivation, like our motivation as person and our motivation in career. These two, this work-life balance always should align. You know, your vision should align with uh, the product's vision you are working on. It doesn't matter, is it your product or you are uh, like employee at the company, uh, but you should somehow sh- like to feel this um, sense of fulfillment, you should align with the goals of the company and company should be aligned with your goals. We will talk about the brand diversification. What does it mean? Like how, why one brands are more expensive and people do love them and why other brands are just in the shade. Uh, we'll talk and how to um, like uh, achieve point B, right? 
So we all want to be uh, brands that people love and to be desirable brands who stand out on the market. Uh, we will talk a bit about brand identity from what consists brand identity. It's not only about your slogan or your logo or, the, or like typography or um, let's say uh, color palette, etc. It's much more and much deeper. Uh, like really strong brands, uh, they are trendsetters and they uh, set trends on the market. So this is very important to uh, achieve this stage. We'll talk about archetypes, what archetypes means and how to understand which one is yours uh, and uh, what people will be attracted by um, the uh, archetype you are applying to your brand. Uh, we'll talk about tone of voice and voice of brand, how these two are different and what do they what they can do for your brand, how to go to point B and what is the actually point B is. And touch points is very important, like each interaction of the user, it is visible or invisible, uh, this is a, a touch point, like, and your brand should have at least 20 touch points. And we will discuss which ones are you know, like the most important, which ones should can be um, diversified, etc. And the Disney strategy is very interesting strategy that can help you to look at your brand from different perspectives. So let's start. And first, we should uh, we need to understand uh, what is our motivation. I made it very simple. So uh, the, our motivation consists of what and why, right? So what is our mission and what what we want to do and why is why are we doing that? Usually vision is a long term. Uh, like when we think about vision, we think about us uh, or we think about our brands in 10 years of perspective, in 20 years of perspective. And our mission is like consists of the steps, what we are doing to achieve our why, to achieve our vision. And uh, we all know that uh, there is a rule of chunks when people um, remember things where they chunk them. Like on, uh, like we can remember a very long number, let's say phone number. Why usually phone numbers are cons like consisted of uh, like three parts, right? Because it's easier to remember with the chunks. So we should do the same with our um, goals and our vision and divide into a couple of chunks and. Uh, to, we should understand what is the our next big goal. We should think, uh, in this case, in short term. For, for example, in my case, my next big goal is to uh, build a product, build a mentorship program that will help people to go from point A to point B while they are uh, building the digital products, right? So to simplify their journey. That's my next big goal. You should ask yourself, like you are, I'm sure you are, you work on different kind of projects and you should like make this um, to divide your big goal to small goals and understand how to go step by step. And uh, the last is brand values. As I told you, if you understand that your vision and your mission aligns with the brand values of your brand, of the brand you are working on, that means that you are on the right path and you will have this motivation to do and you finally will definitely achieve the point B. Point B in our case is like a success and a sense of fulfillment. Um, and now let's talk about diversification. And it's very simple, but very nice um, example of how, how brand can stand out on the market, how it can be remarkable and why one brands are just products and one brands are ex experience. 
so let's on an example of a coffee, like very simple, very quick. Beans of the coffee are the product, right? It doesn't have any kind of value except of the product. After it, uh, and uh, of course you can buy it, you can just uh, grind it, and you can have a coffee, and it's okay. Like uh, we all love coffee, and it's nice to have it. Uh, next comes goods that are produced from the products. For example, Nescafe Jacobs is also a coffee, as it's an instant coffee that we go and buy in the shop. Maybe it energized us as a coffee, but we are not that happy having it at home. Let's say. So next comes the service. So what happens next? And we feel more um, satisfied, let's say, in this case. We go to the Wendy's or we go to the Dunkin's, Dunkin' Donuts, and we have there a cup of coffee. This coffee might be very good. Uh, the service is fine. So people are uh, serving us. The uh, cashiers are very friendly. The coffee is good. Uh, we can sit in the, the cafe and have our cup of, cup of coffee with our friends. So our sense of satisfaction is a bit higher. But what happens usually when we go to Starbucks? We are from Georgia, let's say, and in Georgia, there is no Starbucks. And this uh, case actually applies to Georgia, I think, very good, because everyone who travels to Europe from Georgia, the first thing they do, even in uh, at the airport probably, they go to, to have a Starbucks coffee. And the Starbucks built its brand at a so high level that it's not just a product, it's not just a service, it's, it's experience and emotions we have. Sometimes we don't go to, this, to Starbucks to have a coffee, but we go there to smell this um, uh, aroma of the, the aroma marketing they have, to uh, sit at a nice interior and to have these emotions, to work. And you see the environment that people have created and uh, this is ex exactly how you can add value to uh, your product. And let's, uh, on the Starbucks uh, example, um, once again, I want to uh, like um, uh, read some quotes of uh, Howard Schultz. It's the founder of Starbucks. And he says, let's create a store that not only a store for coffee, but also produce with a sense of community between home and work. And that's completely true. And uh, um, one more, like Starbucks has a role and a meaning relationship with people that is not only about coffee. And that's also true. So to, in today's life, it's so uh, difficult to surprise us that people uh, and brands should stand out, shouldn't like, should uh, come out with uh, extraordinary ideas to surprise us, to make us feel something. Because um, the more products and brands and mm, digital products are on the market, the more difficult it is for users to find you, to find the right fit, to find the um, right company, right people, and right community even. And we always should remember that Howard Schultz have been uh, turned down by banks 242 times. So we should not give up. This should be a reminder for us. And now this brand is one amongst the leaders in the web industry as well because they are launching Starbucks Odyssey uh, this will be a digital third place in the metaverse and complete with NFTs and it will be launched in September. So you can uh, um, be in the date list right now. I, I joined them and like, I, I really want to see what, uh, because they always did their loyalty programs. So they always were uh, like very uh, interactive with their users. But now they say that 
like this program will uh, not just connect members to Starbucks and consumers to Starbucks, but to each other. It means that the sense of community plays a huge role in uh, nowadays uh, brand branding and brand strategies. And uh, let's um, talk about what makes brand recognizable. Um, I'm sure you know, we all know all of these taglines of the famous brands. You can actually tell me which one, for example, is I think different. Who is, who is the brand behind this tagline? Or just do it. I'm sure we all know the just do it um, brand. Someone? Nike. 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 Sure. So yeah, it's Nike. And I think different is Apple. And it really resonates with the brand, I think, because Apple created the brand and it always makes the emphasis on this, that we do, we create brand for creative people and creative people, they think different. The taste of feeling, it's Coca-Cola and quality is remembered long after price is forgotten. And this is one of the very uh, luxurious fashion brand. This is Gucci. And Gucci is a brand that is overpriced, but people still love it. People still uh, make uh, are in a waiting list to purchase their goods, etc. So that means that what your brand says, what the values it have, how it communicates its product, how it communicates with the user, and what people feel when they interact. This makes the whole entire picture of your brand. Have you heard about archetypes of brand? Each brand has archetype. And while like building the brand, like at the ideation stage of the brand development, let's say you have an idea of building the brand. You should definitely know what the archetype is your brand. And in branding, there is 12 archetypes. That means the characteristics of your brand. And this, each of them are uh, like answering the need of particular uh, group of users, group of customers and uh, people's needs, let's say. And uh, like, uh, if you can see their creator, innocent, sage, explorer, for example, let's say the brand uh, Visa and Ikea, right? So it, it is under the section every man. So everyone not needs it, right? And it's belonging. So IKEA um, sells the sense of belonging, for example. If we talk about the Apple, as we said before, it's ma magician. So they do the uh, magic. And sometimes it's really like this. Uh, if we talk about uh, like Diesel or Harley Davidson, it's outlaw. They don't follow the rules. The liberalization is their um, key trade, etc. Your brand can consist of uh, four or five archetypes. It just uh, you just should give your brand this um, characteristic to understand afterwards who is that people who will love your brand. Because usually, when your brand, let's say, is uh, outlaw. The people who don't follow the rules, who are rebellious, this is your target audience. So you should know this. For example, if you are, your brand is caregiver, right? If it's like a Johnson & Johnson, UNICEF, you, you should understand what tone of voice you should use, like how you should communicate, in which manner you should communicate with your users. So this is very important to know. And uh, there is no brand strategy. There is no like brand development without understanding at what category do you, what category do you belong? And Jeff Bezos, the founder of Amazon said, your brand is what people say about you when you are not in the room. 
and uh, as uh, each brand should have archetypes, the same way each brand should have voice of brand and tone of voice. Sometimes people like a mix of uh, like this um, two, and they think that one a tone of voice is the same that a voice of brand. But no, uh, like voice of brand describes your product's personality in general. It's constant and it's unchanging. It describes you as a person, as a brand, as a product. But tone of voice can be different. It will. It depends on a different situation. It's our emotion that is applied to our personality. And we, we don't need this tone of voice and the voice of brand to understand on which um, uh, platforms how to interact with our users. Like how should we write a post on Instagram and how should our link, LinkedIn post be different from our uh, Instagram. So that's uh, uh, very important to understand from the beginning. And uh, there is a fourth main tone of voice. It's like funny, serious, formal, casual, respectful, irreverent, and enthusiastic and matter on facts. So you can be like a very funny, informal, and you should understand what is your brand, who is it? Like, imagine who is your brand when it enters the room? Imagine that your brand is a person and it enters the room and how it will look like, what colors it will wear. There is this, um, like another thing about color, psychology of color in branding as well. Uh, what the voice it will have, how it will communicate, how all this, it, etc. So it's very interesting, like a class to um, understand who is your, what is your brand and what is your brand not. Like we should uh, remember about this as well. The next very interesting thing is touch points. Uh, touch points is an interaction of your of people with your product. They people, they, that people might not be your customers yet. So, and uh, these touch points are uh, very um, important in case of uh, the journey of the people from stranger to your, to how to become your customer. And in marketing, there is a rule of seven interactions. Mm -hmm. And with seven interaction, people like the stranger be is, becomes familiar with your product and at the seven, uh, seven uh, point interaction he or she is ready to buy he or she is ready to use it and um, uh, there is digital touch points such a website such a, uh, like social media email marketing uh, etc and there is uh, physical touch points physical touch points are the, like physical brands to have such uh, such touch points it's like a business card it's uh, it's a banner of your company uh, it's like a, even a branded cap of your uh, company etc people are getting used to your brand and they are willing to be a part of it. And if you add more value, considering the previous uh, tools we are talking, we talked about, if you add the value to your product, this uh, stranger becomes uh, from the user, it becomes the brand ambassador and the loyal loyal client of your um, company. Here we can see the customer experience and brand touch points. And if you see below. These uh, blue touch points are pre-purchase touch points where, where you can uh, like market your um, products and people can see them and get familiar with. After uh, orange ones are on the stage of the purchase. Uh, it's like your website, the events you are organizing, your packaging, 
um, catalog, people who communicate with the clients, etc., and post-purchasing uh, touch points. That means a newsletter, loyalty program, billing, social media for people who already uh, have purchased your brand and they do interact with it, with your product, with your service, and you still uh, keep this brand promise, you know, that you promised them. So they, uh, uh, and they are uh, reassured that, yes, I did the right choice to pick this company over that one. This is a customer journey map. Like all of these dots, black dots, they are uh, touch points. And there's usually three uh, stages of um, customer journey. How it starts? Like people, uh, it starts with awareness. People don't know about you and suddenly they bumped into your uh, ad somewhere or your social media account and they are getting too familiar with you. After it is consideration. So they are looking at your product, your brand, and they understand, is it okay for me? Do I like it? Do I see some uh, value for me in this brand or not? Uh, and the decision. Here is a very important uh, step where your potential client, potential customer makes the decision. Does the, this, uh, the value of the customer resonates with your brand? Does your brand solve the problem of your customer or not? And like all this, uh, all the funnel of your uh, brand strategy should be built in the way that people who start at the beginning, uh, like their journey, their customer journey maps, map journey should be uh, seamless. It should be very soft, very smooth. They they shouldn't be any uh, pitfalls or you know like you should understand your user. Like you should put yourself in your user's shoes. Uh, I think it's pretty interesting and uh, pretty useful, especially if you make notes and if you see, uh, like, start using these um, tools for your um, projects. It doesn't matter, is it a digital product? Is it a digital avatar in the real world? Is it a fashion brand? Or it is a community? These tools can be applied to everything, even on your personality to understand yourself better and to understand afterwards what to uh, create. So we talked about the um, customer journey. We talked about archetypes. We talked about touch points in the brand. All these tools are uh, for you to understand how to interact with your client, with your customers, and how to position your brand on the market how to stand out from your competitors. Of course, you should know your competitor. You should make a list of your competitors. You should make um, a persona for your potential clients. Uh, like uh, there is another tool, uh, we will be talking about this maybe next time. It, you, it calls persona and it helps you to understand the psychotype of your um, customer. And talking about customer needs, like every customer journey starts with the customer need, right? So when we look for something, uh, that means that we are in need of something. So if we are looking for the beauty salon, that means that we need to have a manicure to go to the beauty salon. So it's our need. And there is two types of need, your needs usually. For example, first is the person doesn't yet know he needs something. And here your strong brand can tell, the, tell people with the brand positioning that you need it. So this is a latent need. And the second one is concrete need. For example, the person knows that they have a certain need. It's very important to, uh, for these people to achieve it. And here is your brand. 
that offers this solution to the problem. Uh, and uh, talking about needs, we now should understand who are our customers. And sometimes when we think that the, our customers need particular this, this, and this, it cannot be true all the time. Sometimes our customers are completely different. They have completely different problems. They live completely different lifestyle. And like we all see, uh, look at things from our perspective, but we should not uh, forget about the customers. Usually there is five types of customer in customer journey map who are unaware and they don't, near, don't realize they have this need or the problem they want to solve. The second is problem aware that they do know that they have a problem, but they don't know how to solve it. The, the third is, I think usually I am the third one, that solution aware, that we do know that we need this solution to this problem, but how should we achieve it? Like, how should we come to this solution? And they don't know you as a brand. So in this case, you as a brand with this customer journey map and touch points, should show these people that I'm here, you should, you can find a solution by coming to us and we will solve it. So this is a common, very common uh, type of uh, the customers. And there is a product aware customers that are familiar with your pro product, but they haven't bought it yet. Like they haven't uh, used your application yet. They have not uh, joined your uh, seminar yet. They have not worked your uh, let's say fashion brand yet, but they know that you are on the market, that you exist. And the most aware, the next step is your brand ambassadors who use your brand, who uh, like monitor your brand, who knows that your brand uh, values and their values uh, like are very aligned. And uh, in most cases, we should exceed the expectation of our customers. Like we should understand what do they need and try to give them more. And exactly this makes this unique customer experience to exceed the customer expectation is a, a very important, uh, like at any stage, if you are like, are you a big brand or are you a small brand entering the market? Like you should keep this uh, uh, quality all the time. If there is a Disney creative, like creative strategy, and we all know that Walt Disney Company and their vision, their brand uh, identity is very strong for over 70 years probably. And why they call it Disney strategy? Because they usually, while building some kind of activities, products, it doesn't matter, movies, uh, cartoons, they do concentrate on three topics, three group of people, like dreamers, realists, and critics. And these three, three type of personas actually live in us as well. And uh, we sometimes we are dreamers and we can like unlock our full potential, do like imagine everything, imagine unimaginable solutions. Sometimes we are realists and we understand that we should take the consistent and real steps to take uh, the action to have and to achieve the goal. And sometimes we are critics. The critic is very important as well. Sometimes like dreamers dream can be can not be achievable. And here come critic and he tells you, okay, now here we should adjust this brand strategy or adjust your steps to achieve this. So 
uh, this is very uh, uh, interesting strategy to do in group of people and uh, to and like to divide three by three, for example, and to like asking these uh, particular questions will bring you new answers to your brand. So this is one of my favorite strategies, by the way. So the strong brand, let's say we are building a brand from point A, we are at the beginning, like think about your brand, think about the brand you work at, what you need to achieve in point B and how your brand should look like in point B that is desirable, that is a love mark, that people choose your brand over another, like why it happens. So it happens in the situation when your products drive innovations and uh, like only innovator and trendsetter brands have this close attention on the market. Like think about the brand that you all use on a daily basis. Like what application do you use on a daily basis? Why do you use them? Because they provide the best user experience because they simplify your life, day, like everyday life. And the, if customers can describe your brand very easily, like in three words, uh, when they know how it solves their problem, they will stay with you. They will, with word of mouth, they will bring new customers, clients, users. And um, uh, like the strong brands uh, have very loyal uh, customers and who understand the values of brands. And when all this comes together, these all customers like unites unite in the community and it's exactly how community builds you should have empathy towards your customers you should speak their language you should understand their uh, problems you should understand how to be the best friend for them and in this case uh, the community can be built at this point at point b you think not how to survive on the market and how to call like uh, compete, but you start thinking about the creative uh, um, side of your brand, like how to create like special projects, collaborations that are aligned with uh, your brand platform, how to influence the market, how to set the new uh, trends on the market. How, how do you think the trends are uh, appearing on the market? Some brands that are trend setters that are at point B, they create these trends. And after people are just applying to the trends on their businesses because they see that it works. But someone at the beginning, someone invented these trends, right? Of course, very important to have this very dis distinctive like touch points that people can uh, see without seeing your brand. And the more uh, unique it is, the better it is for your brand. It means that uh, people remember it. Now talking about the market. So when we build the brand, we know all our strengths, all our weaknesses. We know who our client is. We can uh, uh, concentrate on marketing strategy, on social media, how to market our product, etc. And uh, in Web3, in Web2, it doesn't matter. Like uh, for now, um, the most popular and uh, the most usable um, uh, social medias are talking about web3 it's discord and twitter we will talk about these two and the rest comes linkedin instagram youtube podcast and newsletters i'm sure you all are familiar with uh, all of them but we need to uh, differentiate we should to understand what um, how should we communicate on uh, different platforms our tone of voice can be different on different platforms for example for users on Instagram or on TikTok, you should be more friendly in compared to LinkedIn and Twitter, let's say. 
uh, on Twitter, uh, what Twitter can be very useful for, if you are a Web3 project, if you are launching an NFT campaign, Twitter is a great place to find the new projects, to create a Twitter spaces, to join a Twitter spaces, to uh, get familiar with new projects, with people. It's very organically developing, developing right now. And uh, it's a must have if you are in Web3 space that like, like imagine if now in business fields, when we uh, want to find someone, we go to LinkedIn to see the, their profile. The same applies to Twitter. If uh, in Web3 people and uh, businesses or angel investors want to sh see your product, they go to Twitter uh, to see who are you. After Twitter, it comes Discord. On Discord, there is a vibe of community. So people who are already familiar with your um, brand from Twitter, you ask them to join your Discord. And on Discord, there is an ecosystem where users, like users, founders, uh, investors, community members interact with each other. It's very like intimate, close community. So we should understand how to communicate there, how to create channels there. Uh, talking about the LinkedIn, to be honest, my career path started with the LinkedIn. And uh, uh, I have been uh, working on my LinkedIn very uh, seriously during the last eight months, let's say, and I see how uh, my uh, career like skyrocketed with LinkedIn because I do the right things on LinkedIn. If you are interested in LinkedIn uh, development strategies, we can... Um, next time talk about this as well uh, on instagram it's more personalized communication with your community uh, we all know that reels are very organic right now and you can promote yourself through reels very easily uh, youtube is more informative and entertaining content and it's very good organic reach as well podcast is the best thing to for partnerships for distribution of the content because podcast system uh, gives you this opportunity to distribute your podcast on 12 or more podcast platforms at the same time. You are just uploading one podcast and the platform just distributes it. Of course, you should know how to do it. And newsletters is an amazing thing to keep your loyal clients and to provide the information to, for your clients about your products, new products, etc. So, Besides that, there's a lot of marketing campaigns, networking events, articles in other uh, mediums like Medium, Mirror, etc. So we should know what what is suitable for your brand and what is the best way to uh, market your product. Actually, things to understand are, we just need to remember that meaningful connections are crucial in everything. Building your community, building your product, building your brand, service, um, just growing, uh, building your personal brand. Valuable content is essential. Like it's very important to keep the cloud. It's it doesn't work if you um, made this funnel, customer journey worked. You paid attention on this, but they came to your website, they visited website or social media, and there is no valuable content. Of course, people won't stay there. Our time is very precious, so we should understand. We should deliver the better product, the best products, and save the time of our customers. And don't be afraid that you are growing slowly. Like slow growth and steady growth is also very important. Of course, education and entertainment together works very well. So even when you, if you are like a very um, big brand with a 
um, formal tone of voice. Sometimes entertaining content is also very like crucial. Collaboration with members and community members like your users is a key. So you should know your user. You should understand who they are. You should communicate with them. And uh, this is the way how we build the brands. This is why you are here, probably, right? Because uh, because of our communication. Because I can somehow provide something to you, some value. I, you can provide some value to me, and this collaboration works. Uh, and to, you should define what people will get when you are your when they are a part of your community or on of on or your product. So you should understand what are the values of your product service or a company and what you should provide to your clients and actually to remember this is my favorite quote this is the theodore levitt a professor from harvard university and he says that people don't want to buy a quarter inch drill they want to a quarter inch hole so usually when we uh, buy a drill that means that we need a hole in our wall let's say to put a shelf right to hang a shelf this works with your product as well. Uh, so uh, you should be concentrated on the result that your customer will get, not on the process, not how it will, he will get it. Maybe you are concentrated on the process while you are building your product, but you should sell, you should sell the result to your client. Just remember that. And build brand that people will love. That's all. We'll be happy to hear from you, your insights, or... Um, your ideas, or maybe we can talk about the products you are building right now and will be somehow helpful. Thank you. Yeah, actually, I have a question for you. Uh, so I understand the importance of setting values for company, for the product, but maybe you know any like practice how to start because it's, it's kind of hard to brainstorm what's, what's your values. Like, you kind of know, yes. but it's unconscious, mm -hmm. I guess. It's not like you sure. have the written somewhere or something. Like, it's really hard to sit down and really, like, think about it. Maybe there are some good strategies how to start, how to kind of define them. Exactly. Actually, uh, it's a very interesting question. And there is, you, you mentioned the word define, and it means that you are at this stage. There is a design thinking uh, process that consists of ideation, define of the um, idea, research, prototype, and iterate, and do it again and again. So you, had the, you have had the idea, so now you are at define stage. And at define stage, the most important stuff, the most useful uh, tools are um, the qualitative and quantitative um, interviews. When you uh, first, first of all, we, we I haven't mentioned per, like uh, included persona, user persona in this uh, uh, presentation today. But just uh, I will send it to you for sure. I will send uh, additional materials to our Telegram group for those who wanna have it. So you should define your persona. You should create the like three portraits of your potential clients. And this is a very good tool. It will help you by, uh, like, there are some questions, characteristics of your persona. And by filling them, you will understand a lot of things for potential client first. After, you should do these qualitative and quantitative uh, interviews. It's, it's a part of research process. Without that, 
you won't be uh, able to understand who your real client is. And it, you should not find ideal person for these interviews. Just pick up 10 random person, I'm person I, uh, people. I'm sure if we post it on our um, uh, community, someone will be interested and will, will agree to do this interview with you. It's a very interesting process. And by asking right questions that are all also on the list in this technique, you will understand Maybe what I was thinking about, it's not that true. It's not true. Maybe I should rethink it and change some concept. So at this stage, like the persona, qualitative and uh, quantitative uh, interviews and empathy map also is very important. There is also a, a rule of five whys where we ask five times why to go to the root uh, answer. So all these techniques are very interesting. Yes, actually, I have one question. First of all, I want to thank you for this visual presentation because it was really the key things about uh, branding. So it was very useful and very interesting um, to listen about everything today. So my question is about um, the branding. Uh, can you, for example, tell us something from your experience or anybody in this um, chat? Mm -hmm. uh, for example, because I think that um, Rebranding is always more um, challenging part because building brand from zero is more easily, in my opinion, because everything is up to you. You're building something from zero and you can create everything. You have, don't have barriers, but when you have old brands and then, especially when you have negative uh, audience, mm -hmm. misunderstandings with old audience, and then you uh, need to rebrand it and offer something new and build communication in a new way, it's always challenging. So do you have something in your career sure. previously? And it will be interesting to uh, hear how you uh, okay. made your branding, for great. example. Amazing. Great question, Nini. Thank you. Um, and yeah, rebranding is much more difficult from uh, building the brand from scratch. And yeah, so uh, I will tell you, you mentioned that especially when you are not satisfied or people don't like your branding. Like mm -hmm. this affects, of course, the reputation of the brand, this affects all the processes, like sales, everything, all the operational processes as well. And uh, I would say uh, why this happens. Usually this happens because at the beginning, when we are so concentrated on building the product, we think that branding doesn't matter that much. We think that um, I will order a logo for just $100 and that's all, that's branding. And that's a problem. Some brands are just logos, they are not brands. They are not, um, uh, they don't have this value behind the brands or they may might have this value, but they don't know how to communicate this value, how to visualize and how to market themselves. So in this case, what you should need you should exactly, as I told to um, Natalia, you should rethink the process. You should just forget about everything you have done. You should, from the scratch, start building the process, the design thinking process. You should uh, have like uh, idea what I wanna, what is my brand about? What my brands uh, delivers to my clients? who are my clients you should understand who your client is because sometimes after like uh, some time for example i have been i have built a brand six years ago now everything is changed the trends are different people are more progressive the market is different a lot of new competitors maybe i want to go to international market so you think you should start think from the scratch 
and start building all these processes, keeping in mind the old mistakes. It's very important to understand your mistake. And uh, in this case, I would recommend to um, this, do this research phase very like uh, intensively to understand what, uh, for example, if in a new brand, people can say what they don't like in a, a rebranding. People can say your user, your potential users, even existing clients. It's also very useful to have the interviews and to have the research phase with your uh, existing clients and to ask them to be very clear, very honest about the things they don't like. So, and like to build step by step using all these techniques, uh, of course, uh, like to uh, pay a very close look and attention to uh, visual identity of your brand, uh, to think long term, if you want to go to um, international market, what type of um, brand strategy, what type of what archetype is in a high demand, you know, even colors, even psychology of color is uh, differs by the country. For example, in China, there is completely different psychology of colors rather than in Georgia. In Georgia, there are different, completely different tone of voice rather than in the US, right? So you should adapt, like you should adapt your brands to the current needs of uh, the customers. That's all. Like understand your um, mistakes, understand who your current customers are and who you want to attract and just start building from scratch. Yeah, I think this is Absolutely. a bit Thank long, but <laughs> Uh, true answer. <laughs> yeah. Yes, thank you. Thank you for your question. Thank you so much. Actually, uh, these last few weeks, I'm going through a lot of brandings and like the tone of voice and like all the visuals or like and how to communicate a message mm -hmm. because uh, we're having a lot of values there. And sometimes, like, I have to make sure that it's not too much of communication from a brand because sometimes there are, uh, as you said, uh, and I really like it that some brands are just logos mm -hmm. and that's it, yes. <laughs> even though they're bad one. But sometimes you have a lot of things to communicate and you don't want to overwhelm people yeah. either. So um, do you want me to just give a small introduction on like what I'm doing or... Um, yes, or you can. Else? Actually, basically I'm starting a lingerie company and the whole idea came when I was uh, watching a YouTube channel about uh, the fabrics, about the laborers in China, in some countries, that, like how they're treating the people that are they're suing in fast fashion, especially ultra fast fashions. And the, the founder of this company is um, Brain, and we are having like some values behind that to we donate the 20% of our sales to Ukrainian widows mm -hmm. uh, from this uh, war. And so there are so many things happening. It's like the conscious consumerism yes. and like make your purchase uh, have a meaning and like not just going to, I don't know, like H&M or like, uh, for example, like I was just seeing some underwear from H&M for like 40 gel, three of them. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, so I'm just going to go to the shop and buy this. And where does the money go? Who are the people behind it? So it's just like, it doesn't have any certain meaning in my purchase mm -hmm. there. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I really yeah, like. So uh, I really like you mm -hmm. mentioned that conscious, like conscious consumerism. Let's say when we know what we buy, where we are eco-friendly, and especially when you put such a 
huge meaning behind your brand that is um, helping people, that is social project. So, I mean, uh, all these values like uh, makes your brand like to stand out and especially with eco-friendly and sustainability goals right now, what our um, ecosystem worldwide facing is facing, I think brands such as this one should uh, should really be uh, in high demand. Conscious shopping, actually, eco-shopping is very important. And there is a very interesting brand, maybe you will be interested in, or maybe you know, Pandaya. So this is Pandaya brand, one of the first and one of the best uh, eco brands, fashion brands on the market. The, the brand, like the clothing is very uh, simple, but the idea behind the brand is just, uh, it blows my mind because sustainability is a key for them. Like at the first place, they bring sustainability. They show the process, like, look, Panga is a material science company bringing problem-solving innovations to the world through premium lifestyle products, products and experiences. They have an amazing mission and vision. They are uh, ambassadors of positive future, let's say, and their goal to be like very sustainable, etc. So uh, you can just have a look at it. It's great uh, example how brands should position themselves. Um, they oh, are that's really amazing. Yeah, they use these innovative materials. They 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 have their own Padgail hub and lab for uh, innovative people. I mean, you should communicate this way. You should uh, give this value to what you have. If it's uh, underwear, it's, if it's a swimwear, as you told me, your target is also mostly, yeah. mostly females, like conscious females who do care about the ecosystem, sustainability. Um, you can even collaborate afterwards with sustainable campaigns. For example, in June, there is a week, sustainability week uh, worldwide. So all these uh, touch points that you might create from your brand, they can communicate and they can really give you an advantage uh, like on the market. So uh, yeah, 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 I'm sure. Yeah, because like, um, I, I really like a lot of practices in general being eco-friendly, but like I also like can question a lot of things, for example, like um, I think I mentioned the other time about risk goals that it's a yes. very eco-friendly um, alternative to uh, so many, for example, polyester or nylon, yes. or like a lot of like plastic-based uh, fats. But unfortunately, during making these risk goals that is super eco-friendly, they have to use uh, CS2 as a, like carbon sulfurs, which is really, really acidic and it's really causing a lot of harm for the producers. Yeah. And like, um, uh, so there are a lot of great things happening, um, still not super perfected, but uh, I, I really hope that in future, like it goes a little bit better and like, uh, this comes not only to the people that they are consuming it, but also how they are making these super eco-friendly materials for the people that are working there, you know? Yeah, Tara, you are doing a great job, so keep going. <laughs> Zara has a hand. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Zara, are you, do you want to say something? Thank you for the wonderful presentation. It's really insightful. Thank you. Um, actually, I want you to please uh, kindly talk on uh, marketing, uh, you know, product. Maybe yeah. on social media, these strategies and how we can go about it. 
Do you want to uh, to bring an example of the product, or should I talk in general? What do you uh, prefer? Clothing line. Clothing line. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's pretty similar to Taurus uh, uh, swimwear uh, line. So clothing line is pretty much the same. I like I mentioned all these tools for you to develop the strong brand, right? So imagine that you already have this strong brand clothing brand that provides some values. Like in Tara's case, it's a sustainable brand that saves uh, our ecosystem, that isn't harmful, that, and uh, you should, let's, let's take Tara's example then, because it's more specific. So it is very clear, and it's very interesting to um, uh, build a marketing strategy about this brand. So what we as a brand, team as a team should do in this case so we have done let's let's go through this very quickly just a second here so here was all the points we know what is our mission and we know what is our vision right so we know what we do it what we do we do sustainable brand and why we do we do it to uh, keep eco-friendly to support eco-friendly lifestyle, to increase awareness of sustainability in society, and for whom we are doing it. We are doing it for people. Um, I will show you one thing. Look, five types of customers. We have it, right? We have five types of customers. We do our sustainable brand, and we have all these types, like on the market, like in the environment. This client exists. They don't realize they have a problem. Like the, these clients, they don't realize that there is a sustainability problem in the world because they just uh, buy the clothes they do like, or maybe that are less, not that pricey, or they just don't care about eco ecosystem. The second type of our of the customer is they know that this problem exists. But they still don't care. They prefer something beautiful and uh, less costly to something beautiful and sustainable. Because they, they are not that empathetic and they don't care. Uh, there is another one, solution aware clients, right? They, uh, they want uh, some kind of a product. I mean, they know that there is a problem and they do want to buy uh, a sustainable clothing, but they don't know that you exist. And here goes marketing. Here, where people like don't know about the problem, you should, as a brand, you should build your marketing strategy the way so people should get to know this problem. You should uh, deliver this problem. You should communicate this problem on your marketing, uh, on your social media channels. Like there is a brand, main brand, and there is like a, a sub brand of your brand. If your main brand is a clothing for your for females, let's say, your sub-brand is sustainability, your sub-brand is a conscious shopping, your sub-brand is a uh, echoing, let's say. And on your marketing strategies, there shouldn't be only the marketing of your clothing, but there should be the case studies of UN, United Nations, sustainability goals. That's just an example, right? And you should communicate in your marketing strategy these messages. And you should give your users this smoothly knowledge, seamless knowledge. 
and turn strangers to your customers. So this is a one marketing strategy. If you want me to be more um, uh, specific, I will tell you the thing that you should package all your channels that we talked about, right? You should understand what are the touch points. Uh, so what kind of touch points should your brand have? Yes. Uh, we're talking like about it in a very practical way. What is the more visible touch point? Your logo, right? Your tagline. Tagline. What do you? What is your message? Uh, your brand, uh, voice of the brand, and the tone of voice. Also, this is a touch point. So all of this is marketing strategy. Practically, what I have talked about today, this is all our marketing strategies. And without them, you can't build the picture, the like entire ecosystem of your brand. And uh, what are uh, visible and invisible uh, touch points? Invisible uh, might be um, your, let's say you should partner with uh, different uh, um, companies, ambassadors uh, and uh, campaigns that deliver the same message and uh, that are at the same page as you. And they sh you should partner with them and uh, they should become your ambassadors to uh, uh, to um, support you as a brand. This is invisible touch points. So when someone is telling, it's a word of mouth, right? Yeah, right. Someone is telling about, like, to the society about your brand, and uh, to achieve this stage, you should go through all these uh, all these strategies. You should uh, do a lot of research to understand, for example. And what this is exactly the point B. Like, just keep in mind this list, just like, I don't know, screenshot it, take a photo, and keep in mind all these points that products should drive innovations, and only then it will um, give this, will have attention. It should be a trendsetter. If you are a clothing brand, now there are millions of clothing brands, right? You should think how should you stand up. Looking from different perspectives gives you this. Um, sparkle uh, and unlocks your creativity like why creative people are creative because they think different do we try to think different sometimes we all have our perception but we never think from different perspective and there are people who think different and try to be more that more diverse and try to build market even marketing strategies from this point like from uh, being not as everyone else is. So, the, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I still didn't answer your question about the clear strategies, but the strategies are the following. Just to know your customer, know how to communicate, okay. um, use all these uh, physical and digital touch points. Digital touch points are social media, newsletters, website, Try your brand voice, voice of your brand should be the same on all the platforms. When I visit your Instagram okay. and when I visit your uh, LinkedIn, I should have this sense of the brand ecosystem. It shouldn't be different on different platforms. The tone of voice can be different because uh, the uh, audience is different on different platforms. But as I told, um, people should know that it's you, it's your brand, even if your logo is not there. They shouldn't, even if your logo is not on your clothing, 
people should understand. Okay, that's uh, that's Tara's brand. I don't know what will be the name, <laughs> but just keep this in mind. Like, be unique and solve problem of the users. Like, always keep in mind when people want to buy a solution to the problem. They want to buy a result. They don't need your drill. They need a hole to finally hang this shaft. Thank you for joining us on the Web3 Women's Space podcast. Stay connected by joining our vibrant community where we shape the future of Web3 together. Keep exploring, keep learning, and embrace the power of Web3. Until next time, stay curious.